This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Today on episode number 644 of the School of Podcasting, I am fresh back from DC PodFest, and I did a presentation called Three Things Every Podcaster Needs That Has Nothing to Do With Bandwidth, Microphones, or Downloads, and I'm going to give you the extended dance version on today's episode. Hit it, ladies! The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your Hall of Fame award-winning podcast consultant, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. This is where I help you massage your message. I help you tackle that technology. I help you face your fears and flatten the learning curve and get you not just podcasting, but podcasting in the right direction. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, and that will save you 20% off a monthly or yearly subscription. Or, of course, you can order classes a la carte. I just got back from D.C. PodFest. Man, what a great time. I love that little... It's just so cool. It's it's growing every year, but it's still... It's like right over the intimate line. I'm going to say probably around 100 to 150 people there. Jennifer Crawford does a great job. Really, the whole team. Jennifer, Alex, Hilda, Debbie, Jen, Thor, the one and only Kyle Bondo from Merchants of Dirt. I love the name of that show. Uh, The whole team was great. It was a great event. Learned a lot of really cool stuff. And what I'm going to do, because I kind of got home, it's about 6 o'clock now, I just got done eating some dinner, and what I'm going to do is give you the presentation that I did, but rather than give you the recording, because I didn't record it, uh, so if you were there, you saw something that uh, I I think uh, my buddy Darwin Dave from DealingWithMyGrief.com has a copy of it, along with some other people, but I'm going to give you the extended dance version, because there were some things I cut out. Now, here's the thing, if this is your first time to listening to the School of Podcasting. There are a couple things about this episode. Of course, we're going to talk about the three things that your podcast needs and has nothing to do with microphones, bandwidth, and downloads. It's kind of like, I use the explanation that it's kind of like looking at an iceberg. If you think about it, when you see an iceberg, you see this big chunk of ice sticking outside of the water. What you don't realize is there's a huge chunk of ice underneath the water And I said the microphones, the downloads, the bandwidth, that's all the stuff. That's the iceberg above the water. And there's a lot of things underneath the water that we're going to talk about. Well, what are those things, Dave? Those are things like your attitude, your health, and your support. Now, what's interesting about this, this is not the first time I've talked about this on this show. I actually did this probably three or four years ago. But here's the thing. When I went back and listened to that episode, this is really really change. So it's not going to be about how to grow your audience, but trust me, everything in this will help your podcast succeed. We're going to get to that right after this. When I was in Australia, they auctioned off some of my consulting time. I gave that away. It's a great cause. And it spawned an idea that I want to throw to you. And that here's the, the thing. It's a little different than my typical mentoring program, which you can see at uh, schoolofpodcasting.com slash work with me. This is, we're going to record all of our mentoring sessions, and eventually those calls will be turned into 
a podcast. So people are actually going to get to listen to you launch your podcast. So that's extra exposure for your show. They're going to get to see the process. It's going to create a huge amount of buzz over your show. And if this is something you're interested in, I'm only really interested in people that are like, yep, I got my topic. I just need some help getting this thing off the ground. Or maybe you really, really, really know you want to do a podcast, but not like, eh, I think, yeah, it sounds fun. No, that's not this. This is serious people ready to start a podcast because look at the calendar. We're midway through November. And if you want your podcast out by January, you got to start last week. So go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash launch your podcast. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash launch your podcast. And we'll actually be getting on the phone. I'm kind of using this as a filtering process. And I'm going to get on the phone with you, talk about what your podcast is, what it's going to be about, what is the goal of your podcast. Again, I'm looking for serious people here because you're going to have direct access to me for those six weeks as we launch your show. That's right. Side by side, I'm going to be working with you. Now, if you are in Germany and it's three in the morning, okay, maybe not 24-7, but I am going to work with you side by side to get your subject get it polished, get you the best equipment without having to mortgage your house, get you listed in all the directories and get you launched in the best direction that's going to not only impact your audience, but inspire them to share it. If you're interested in joining this program, it's brand new. Check it out. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash podcast launch. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash podcast launch. Hey, have you done your homework yet? I need this by November 23rd, 2018. And that is the question of the month. If you're new to the show, the last week of the month, we always play you. And so here's the question you have to answer. It's super simple. What is the book you recommend the most to people and why? If you go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact, there's about 57 different ways you can contact me. If you're going to email me, simply put November question in the title. And of course, when you answer that question, preferably in some sort of audio format, unless you have to use email, because then I'm going to read it. And it's so much better when you, when we hear it from your voice. But if you're going to email me, simply put November question in the title. And the other question, and I've got one, I met one in DC Podfest. This one's for February. So we're starting this one earlier. And that is, have you found love via podcasting? Because it's turning out there are a few people who have. So we're going to do this one for Valentine's Day. So those are the two questions. The one I need that's coming up sooner, again, what's the book you recommend the most? I need that by November 23rd. And the other one, have you found love via podcasting? And I need that sometime between now and Valentine's Day. Hey, man, I checked out your podcast, bro. It's dope. You making a living doing that? Yeah, yeah, I, I got a ton of listeners. You know, advertising dollars are really rolling in. I feel like I'm making a difference. That is, of course, from the TV show God Friended Me, where the lead character is a podcaster who does a show. He's an atheist and he's trying to convert, I guess, convert people to atheism, even though atheism is kind of a non, uh, you know, anyway, there's another TV show with a podcaster as a main character. Hopefully this will last longer than Alex Inc. But what I want to talk today, there are three things you need to keep your podcast going. 
And I talked about this at DC PodFest. I'm going to kind of do this in a little different manner, but realize again, if you're here for microphone shootouts, but trust me, this is just as important, if not more. So first things first, you well, let, what are the three things? Attitude, health, and support. Now don't tune out because we're going to go into these, each of them deeper. And the first one is your attitude. And some people think they actually do that. I'm going to start a podcast and quit my day job in six weeks. And I'm just here to tell you not to be, I don't want to, you know, poo poo on your dreams. That ain't going to happen. They think their show is going to be this Ferrari that comes out of the garage and just 90 miles an hour and sponsors fall from the heaven and Oprah comes out of retirement to interview you. It's, you know, next thing you know, you're on Jimmy Fallon. Holy, it's just not going to work. But the good news is, so your show is not a Ferrari. It's actually more like a locomotive. And this is actually a good thing, because if you think about it, the old ones, like the old ones with the bell and, you know, Casey Jr. coming down the track, for those of you that are Disney fans, and these are the ones that start slow, and then they slowly pick the pace up, and then it keeps going and going, right, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, and they've got a cow catcher on the front of that thing. Why? Because once this bad boy gets going, you can't stop it. It's a thing we call momentum. And it takes a while for that to kick in, but your podcast is definitely more like a locomotive than a Ferrari. And again, I'm just trying to keep your expectations in check here so you don't burn out quickly. The other thing, and depending on the stats, now I kind of rounded these up for easy math, and these are from Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. Get a free month of media hosting at Libsyn using the coupon code SOP free. But the median, meaning 50% above 50% of podcasters are below this number, and that is around 200. Technically, it's more like 175, but hey, we're rounding it up because in the future, it's going to go up. Like I said, we're doing this for easy math. The average, again, around 1,800. We're going to say around 2,000 for that. Again, for easy math, because give it a few months, that'll probably be true. But my background is I taught in the corporate world, a lot of Microsoft Office, QuickBooks. Ugh, I hated QuickBooks. Microsoft Access. Ooh, it's fun to make Microsoft Access fun. Oofa. But I remember when I had a class of 20, I was like, ooh, I hope they behave because 20 people is a lot of people for a classroom. Well, if you have, and I hate it when I hear people say this, I only have 200 downloads. Well, 200 downloads is 10 classrooms of people when there are things like AM, FM, satellite radio, local cable TV, Netflix, Hulu, HBO, plus your own music collection, live entertainment, work, families, et cetera, et cetera. So keep that in mind that when you only have 200 downloads, well, that's actually, think about that. That would be like a a whole floor of most office buildings that people have tuned into you. Now, another thing about downloads, it's not all about the download. I love when I get feedback from people. I was at DC PodFest and Kathy came up, I, I think it was Regan, Reagan. Uh, she does a great show called FUMS, as in FUMS, because she has MS. And she's saying, hey, FU. And she put a ton 
of gas in my tank. That to me means more than downloads. But I want to straighten something out. And this actually got a little blurry in DC. I say this, monthly downloads are crap. Say it with me again, monthly downloads are crap. And you're like, wait, wait, hold on, Dave. Why are monthly downloads crap? Because if I say I have 10,000 downloads a month, you're like, holy cow, because you're thinking I do four a month. That's 2,500 downloads per episode. Holy cow, that guy's, all right, that's pretty cool. But what if I then told you, no, no, I get 10,000 downloads. I do a daily show. And you go, wait, that's 10,000 divided by 30 episodes. Carry the one divided by, wait, what is that again? Oh, I hate trying to do math in my head. Uh, It's actually uh, 333 downloads. Now, again, that's like 30 classrooms, but it's a whole lot different than 2,500. So, I say this, so maybe monthly stats are not crap. They're potentially misleading if you don't know how many episodes per month somebody does. The other thing you have to keep in mind, I have 643 episodes online. And if somebody downloads my very first episode called Your First Podcast Always Stinks, if they download that today, that counts part of November's numbers. So I'm going to say easy 50% of my downloads when I get 10,000 downloads a month they're my back catalog. It's not my current episode. So maybe monthly stats aren't crap, but they can be misleading. The stats that people really care about is how many downloads per episode you get after 30 days. Now, the bad news is you'll be thinking you're doing great with your show. Again, that little choo-choo is chugging along and all of a sudden you're in a Facebook group and somebody goes, I got 15,000 downloads in one day. And you're like... Ugh. Right, you're like I forget. I'm forget it. You you literally drop the mic. You're like I'm done with this. Number one, keep in mind that person may have been doing this for years. In fact, in the screenshot I have, it says yes, I've been doing this for years. But the other thing is, think about Oprah. Now you may hate Oprah. Maybe you like her. I actually respect her. But here's the thing that Oprah did. When she was going up through the ranks, she wasn't looking at Phil Donahue, if you remember Phil Donahue, or Geraldo Rivera, or Sally Jesse Raphael, or Ricky Lake, or Jerry Springer. She was looking at her audience, and she had a name for them, Susie Homemaker. What does this topic mean to Susie Homemaker? If you think about that locomotive, what does it do? It looks at the track in front of it. And when you stay focused on your audience, then you will get thousands of downloads per day. But it will only suck you dry in the attitude column if you start comparing yourself to other people, especially if you're doing a show about raising pygmy ponies in Montana and they're doing a show about how to lose weight having sex. What, what, what? Right. Who's not going to turn into that one? Not everybody's going to tune into the pygmy pony show. I'm just saying. And the other thing to keep in mind, since we were in D.C., I threw this one in. And that is in the Declaration of Independence of the United States. So hang tight, all my friends across the pond. There's a line that says life, liberty, and... And it's not fame and fortune. Did you guys know that? It's actually the pursuit of happiness. 
And I think sometimes people actually have happiness, but they don't see it right in front of them because, well, they're in pursuit of fame and fortune. And that's just one to grow on. I just threw that one in for free. Let's do a little podcast math, shall we? You've probably heard me say this on the show before. The total number of downloads is equal to the value in your episode. And that means you got to get somebody not named mom to listen to your show. Seriously. Or your friends. You need to find somebody who is your target audience and say, look, you know, you go into a Facebook group and it's all about knitting because apparently podcast consultants have no creativity. When we come up with a fictitious name, everybody's doing a knitting podcast. So you go into a knitting Facebook group and say, Hey, I'm starting a podcast about knitting. Would anybody be interested in listening to my first episode and giving me some feedback and then talk about it? Like I'm not in the room because I got thick skin and I want to make the best knitting podcast ever. So you got value. Then you got to do smart promotion because now that you got your kick butt knitting podcast, it makes no sense to go into the NASCAR Facebook group and go, Hey, everybody, we're talking crocheting over on episode one of the knitting podcast. That is not smart promotion because, well, maybe NASCAR people aren't into knitting. So the value in your episode multiplied by smart promotion and promotion will not save your show. There was actually a great presentation on Facebook ads. And I said, well, you got to make sure your show is good before you go plunking out your hard earned cash because movies like the Lone Ranger, John Carter, both of those are Disney. Those are backed by Disney. The Lone Ranger lost $10 million. And there have been movies like Snatched by Amy Schumer. Uh, remember King Arthur? That one had the dude from Sons of Anarchy, and he is totally hot. Couldn't save that movie. So just throwing money at your show will not save it. And so another thing that can hurt your attitude is if your content and your goal is not in alignment. So let's say we go back to the Pygmy Pony podcast. For everyone living in Montana, we went hyper niche on that. And we decide our goal is to get 10,000 downloads an episode. And then we're going to get ads like Squarespace and we, me undies and we undies and you undies. Everyone gets, you get undies. You get, everyone gets undies. I'm on, I'm in an Oprah kind of mood today. That's not going to work because the pygmy pony Montana show is not going to get enough downloads. Probably I'm guessing as only about 10% or less get enough downloads to get major, major sponsors. Now you might be able to find a manufacturer who specializes in pygmy pony saddles. And that might be a great advertiser, but that's not going to be, if again, you have to understand is your goal in alignment with your content? Cause that can really ruin your attitude. The other thing is how much time it takes. You hear person after person starts a podcast and they go, man, I didn't realize it was going to take so much time unless you're farming this out to people. But I usually say the quickest I've ever done it. And pretty much every time I, I do a test on this, I do a four to one rule. Now I don't farm out anything. I do my own editing. I do my own research. And so for me, a 15 minute podcast is going to take about an hour. So if you're doing an hour long show, that means it's going to be four hours. So I say this again, so you can schedule accordingly. So the first pillar that you need is your attitude and think about a three legged stool. Can you kind of picture that in your mind? It's wooden. It's got the three legs. 
And if one of those legs breaks, that stool is no longer functioning. So our first little leg is attitude. The second one is health. And the problem with our health is we're in this kind of mentality of we got to hustle and work longer and work smarter and faster and doggone it, we're going to dig down and we're going to, we're going to do it harder and faster and, and longer than everybody else because you're more committed and, and, and you're so committed that you're like, look, I am smarter and faster. I'm, I'm going to save time. I am now smaster. I'm smaster of puppets, doggone it. And you just keep hustling and hustling and you're burning the candle at both ends with a flamethrower. And what happens? Well, your attitude suffers. Why? Because you're tired. You're burnt out. You are crispy. Your work suffers. Your focus suffers. And often what happens is we are so busy that when our body really, really, really needs attention, what do we do? We dump the worst kind of fuel in it. We start eating a lot of fast food, and that leads to us gaining weight, which can also then ruin our attitude. So we sacrifice our health. Now, why do we do that? What inspires us to sacrifice our health? Well, let's say we go to, there's a big inspirational speaker. You've probably heard of him. His name, of course, is Robbie Tonins. Okay, you know who I'm talking about. And he's like, hey, everybody, do you really want to live your dream? And you're like, yes, Robbie, I want to live my dream. And he's like, are you willing to sacrifice? And you're like, Robbie, I will throw my family under a bus. And he goes, are you are you committed? And you're like, yes, Robbie, I'm committed. I'm ready to go. No one will stop me from getting me from my dream. I will knock on every door. I will knock. Down, I will kick down the door. Robbie, I'm ready. And he goes, that's right. You're going to do whatever it takes. And you're like, that's right, Robbie. I'm going to do whatever it takes. Bring out the hot coals, Robbie. I'm going to walk. No, I'm not going to walk across your hot coals. I'm going to Mick Jagger across your and you're doing it, and you're, you're clapping, and you're pointing, and you're putting out your hips. Yeah. Well, let's think about that. Good old Robbie Tommins. <laughs> when he says, are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to sacrifice? Look, if you're saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else. And a lot of times that thing we sacrifice is, hey, man, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Well, that can be arranged. Right? Are you willing to sacrifice your health? Because once that goes away, uh, it's harder to get back. Trust me, I'm in my 50s. And I remember the first time I needed to lose weight, it was a piece of cake. I went to the gym twice a day, ate a bunch of salad, dropped 20 pounds like it was nothing. Turned 50, was like, hmm, I need to drop that 20 pounds again. Apparently, I found it. And guess what? It's not, I'm doing the same thing, ain't working. So keep that in mind, your health, if you are someone in your thirties or twenties or something younger than me, I'm telling you, take care of your health. Now it's a whole lot easier when you're younger than when you get older. And here's a scary little statistic. Here's a fun one. 30% rise since 1999 in what? What's rose 30% since 1999? Suicide in America. Hey, there's a fun fact. There's one to, are you kidding? Nope, that's true. And what makes me worried about this is I looked into this and why I feel entrepreneurs and a lot of podcasters consider themselves entrepreneurs. Why are they suicide risk? Well, number one, we're impulsive to which I ask you, how many microphones do you have? Yeah. When I asked that in DC, everybody's hand went up. We're impulsive. We're like, oh, look, it's the yellow. Oh, it's the red one. Oh, XL. Oh, 
shiny, new. Ooh, look, run, get it. Ah, must have. We're impulsive. Now, the problem is we end up with 17 number one priorities. Nothing's getting done. And what does that lead to? Depression, depression. And that's no laughing matter. And one of the things that probably throws gas on the fuel, gas on the fuel, it fuels the fire. You knew what I meant. (laughs) Social isolation. I work from home. I don't even have a cat anymore. And so I'm trying to have in-depth conversations with the woman checking out my groceries. I'm dying to have a conversation with anybody. And sometimes then when we start looking at other people's stats and we hear about other people's successes and we're pushing and we're running and we're, you know, jab, jabbing and right hooking and it's not working. We feel humiliated. We feel rejected and we feel like a failure. And that leads to really, really bad decisions. And if you have any of these feelings, look, just, just Google suicide prevention hotline, something it's, it's, You're not, that's very normal to feel in some cases, and there's tons of help, and there are people that want to help you. So that is not a laughing matter. But I just point this out to go, look, we're kind of uh, on a slippery slope here in some cases. And again, remember, we're in the pursuit of happiness. So here's some things about your health. We've talked about attitude. Let's talk about health. There is no multitasking. Did you know that? We think we can do multiple things at one time. No, you can't. In those early days when you're doing your homework, when you were in school and you'd be like, oh, I'm just going to watch TV and do my homework. You weren't really doing two things at one time. You're either doing your homework or TV. And what happens is these, you go back and forth between homework, TV, homework, TV, homework, TV, homework, TV, that it appears you're doing two things. You're really not. And if you actually just focused on one, you get much more done. Something else you can do for your health. I used to have a six pack a day Mountain Dew habit. And when I finally dropped it, and got over the insane caffeine headache that lasted about a day and a half. Uh, I dropped about five pounds just by giving up soft drinks. And now what do I drink? Water. And it took me a while to kind of develop a taste for water. I started off just by drinking it with my meals. And then eventually I kind of just developed it. And water, there's just nothing wrong with water. You never hear somebody going, oh, what happened to him? Oh, he drank too much water. Somewhere between 60 and 80 ounces is what you should be aiming for. Another thing to keep in mind that's kind of obvious, but sometimes we forget it. You should avoid the drive-through because pretty much anything that's coming into your car window is probably not healthy. And you're like, hey, hey, Dave, wait a minute. I can get a salad. And you're like, you mean that salad with the bacon and the croutons that you're going to take home and dump about a gallon and a half of ranch dressing on? Yeah, nice try. The other thing you can do to boost your health And again, this isn't really rocket science. Get some sleep. Now, my new wife, (laughs) which I call Alexa, you might know her, uh, the woman in the tube, I'm joking, but I have her set to remind me at 1045 to go to bed. This is a reminder. David, go to bed. Why? Because that means I'll probably get to bed around 1130 midnight. I will start doing one more thing at 1045 but get some sleep. And I realize some of you are like, look, I got kids that get me up at four in the morning going, ah, daddy. Well, okay. But if you can sleep again is another thing. Like what happened to him? Oh, he got too much sleep. Poor guy. Yeah. It's not going to really happen. So when we don't follow these easy steps, what happens? Well, we feel tired. We feel awful, cranky, 
We start creating mistakes because we're half sleeping while we're typing. You ever do that? Wake up and you're in the middle of an email and you're like, dear Kevin, I was so nice to meet you at ZZFKX. And you're like, oh, thank God I didn't press send. Right. You're creating mistakes. You're unfocused. You know, fun to be around. Have you ever noticed that when you're cranky and somebody comes up to you and goes, man, somebody ate a cranky pill this morning. That usually doesn't go, hey, you know what? You're right. And I'm cured now. That usually doesn't work. You stay cranky. And so you're no fun to be around. Well, who gets the benefit of you not being fun to be around? That's right. The third leg that you need. And that is, of course, your support. And so when you're cranky, you're not feeling well, you're stressed out. Well, that kind of reflects on your family. And I need a little disclaimer here. We're going to talk about relationships here. And I'm not trying to exclude anybody. I'm not trying to make anybody feel like an outsider. I can only talk from my own viewpoint on this. And that is, I've had relationships with women. So if you are in a relation, in a same sex relationship or some other kind of, look, I'm not trying to exclude you, but I'm just going to talk from my point of view. So what happens is, And we'll just call them your partner. How's that? You and your partner become strained. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We can do this all night. Hold your horses. Because you're no fun to be around. And all you think about is this and that. And, you know, remember when it was just us, that kind of thing. And that then can lead, if you don't nip it in the bud, if you have kids, now the whole family is, is nipping at each other's heels. That's no fun. And when the family now is upset, that adds more pressure on you because you probably maybe feel like you're the head of the household or or you're at least one of the adults in this situation and you're trying to get things under control. And that causes more stress. We don't need more stress. We need less stress. And that then taps your energy because stress just does nasty things to your body. And that ends up destroying your attitude. Congratulations. There goes your health and your attitude. There goes two out of three legs. You're done. So you need that support. Now, this is where things are going to get fun. That's right, kids. It's time for marriage advice from the divorce guy. Now, what I want to talk about here is we talked about how you need the support. We talked about what happens when support goes bad. Here are some tips from me to see if you can get them involved. And that's really question number one. Is there some way you can get them involved with your podcast? Can you get them to be the the proofreader? Can they work on the graphics? Can they be social media? Can they be a co-host? Is there some way you can get them involved? So now it's not something that you do. It's something that we do together. Maybe that's an option. Maybe it's not. Here's a story I want to relay, though. And I had some people said, I can't believe you revealed this. So I didn't think it was that behind the scenes, but I guess it is. But when I was married, I had what I thought was a spouse who wanted me to podcast about four minutes a month. I really thought that she hated everything about podcasting. And so we were, we had some rough spots and this person is now my ex-wife and and podcasting did not kill my marriage. We had plenty of rough spots, but it was one of them. And so we sat down the one day and she just said, look, how much time do you need for this podcast stuff? And I really thought if I said anything more than four seconds, she was just going to burst into flames. 
And I said, well, how about if we do this? How about if on Tuesday night, maybe after dinner, like say seven o'clock, you know, have dinner with the family. And then about seven o'clock, I'll run off to what she called the Dave cave. That was my little studio. I'm like, I'll run off to the, st- the Dave cave. I'll probably be out of there by midnight. And, and I thought in my head, Oh, are you really going to say this out loud? I'm like, and then maybe Thursday night do the same thing. Uh, seven to like midnight ish Tuesday and Thursday. And I'm like, Hey, let's go for broke. And then on Saturday, uh, you know, you like to sleep in. I don't. So why don't I go into the Dave cave? And when you wake up, just text me and we will start the weekend together. And I really expected her, her head to explode or burst into flames and have her go. What? Yeah. You know what she said? Okay. And I was like, uh, 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 okay. She's like, yeah. Are you sure that's all you need? And I was like, uh, yeah, that, that, that should do. So don't assume, remember you are with someone because you think they're a good person, right? You, you did not choose to live with Hitler. And so don't assume they hate everything about you doing and your hobbies. You might actually want to have a, this thing called a dialogue about it. But the cool thing is once we did that, then we could come up with a schedule and people have set expectations. Don't go in there. Daddy's doing his thing. Maybe you're going to make it a game. Let's see who can be the quietest for the next 30 minutes while dad does his thing. While mommy goes in there, let's leave mommy alone. Let's see who can stay the farthest away from mommy's studio for the next 45 minutes. Right. Come up with something, set expectations so that everybody knows what to expect. Now, the other thing you might want to think about is you're like, Dave, there aren't enough minutes in the day. Well, we all start with 24 hours. And if we try to get seven hours of sleep, that leaves us with 17. Now, I was very lucky and people laughed at me when I said this in D.C. I was lucky. I had a half hour round trip. So I had an hour a day, right? A half hour there, half hour back. That left me 16 hours and people were like, boy, are you lucky? So your mileage may vary on this, but that left me 16 hours. Well, I had took four hours for dinner, breakfast, and hopefully a shower. You are showering, right? Otherwise that's not a, mm. talk about that support system and relationships. You need to shower. So four hours for dinner, breakfast, and shower, that would leave me 12 hours a day, but hold on. We got that day job thing. That's actually nine hours because you got eight hours for work and an hour long break for lunch. That leaves you three hours. And you're like, man, we started off with 24 hours. We're down to three. If you are focused and you turn off the face snap and, and the bookogram and the, you know, all those things. And you turn off email and you shut off your phone and you are truly focused. I'm here to tell you, you can get a boatload done in three hours. It's a matter of, for me, you have to know your weaknesses. Like if I go to YouTube, I'm like, I'm looking for a tutorial on this software. And then I, when I find that tutorial, I leave. I ignore YouTube that says, don't you want to watch this video from Johnny Carson from 1978? No, I don't. Thank you, though. I'm out of here. I'm focused. I got things I got to do. But what if you set a schedule, things aren't working right, or for whatever reason, you and your partner are not getting along. Now, I'm going to paint in a very, very wide brush. And this is from, I've read about every marriage book on the planet. I was in marriage counseling for six years out of my eight-year marriage. And I've read about everything there is to read. I've tried about everything there is to try. 
And this is one of the things that for me hit home. And so I'm sharing this with you because I want you to have a healthy relationship. And they say, and again, we're painting with a wide brush. Can I get your permission to to paint in generalities? Is that okay? Yes. All right. Thank you. They say that women want to be cherished. Like, oh, baby, you are, I'm so happy that, that I'm with you and you are just, oh, you are so beautiful. And I'm just, I would do anything for you. I would, I would fall on my sword for you. And, and if, if you want me to not go to poker night with the boys so I can stay home with you so we can watch the Hallmark channel, I am in because you are the true love. You are the air that I breathe. Women love to be cherished. We all love to be loved, but for some reason, I hear that. And when I said this, there was two people in the room, in the front row that do dating shows. And the one girl was like, yeah, preach brother. And so, in fact, I actually got one of my buddy, uh, uh, Ken Blanchard said at one point, he was like, amen, preach on, right? It was, it was hilarious. It was a great, actually one of my favorite presentations. But here's the thing. When you, women love to be cherished. Guys love to be respected. You are so strong. And oh, you are so smart. They should give you a raise at work, right? They, uh, uh, honey, you look so sexy when you carry the trash out. But here's the thing. There's this thing called the crazy cycle. And this is from a book called Love and Respect. Now, it's got a little bit of invisible sky buddy in it. So if you're not into the whole Jesus and that whole, you know, that's that could drive you a little crazy. But there's still some really good points in there, whether you're a person of faith or not. But I love this. And that is when, guys, if you don't treat women with love, um, then she's going to react without respect. And so when you are then disrespected, how do you react? That's right, without love, which makes her react, you guessed it, without respect. And this just goes over and it just starts to snowball. And it takes a little while, but there are times when you can recognize, holy cow, I'm in the crazy cycle. Uh oh. Because you're just feeling more disrespected and you're feeling less loved and it just things are getting nastier and, and F bombs are dropping and sarcasm is spewing. And this also works the other way around. If you talk to somebody, if you talk to her in a, a loving manner, uh, she's more than likely to talk to you with respect. And it goes the other way around. So keep that in mind. Again, we're talking in generalities here, but that's one of my favorite things. And one of the things you can do to help stop the crazy cycle is when somebody sends off a zinger. Ooh, zing. And you're like, what? You're saying that I don't have compassion? I don't have, I don't have compassion? What about... Well, stop that sentence right there. And instead, try this. I don't want to, I'm not trying to derail. I'm not trying to take a tangent. I, I want to understand what's going on with you. Can you, can you answer? Why did you just say that? Why did you say I don't have compassion? And, and really, can you just tell me what you're feeling right now? Those two questions, because you will find out there's a great book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And one of the seven habits is understand before being understood. And so, when you can find out what they're really mad about, a lot of times it's not what you think it is. But Dave, what happens if we're in one of these things called a stalemate? Neither one of you will budge. I've been there, done that. It's really easy to solve. One of you needs to move and you're like, okay, but, but who? Well, who do you think? I've got the answer. You ready? 
the more mature one. Oh, wow. don't you hate that answer? It's true. But, oh, I hated that answer when I heard that. So a lot of people like to have date night. Here's a way to have date night on steroids. You ready for this? And it sounds crazy. I know it sounds so crazy. Leave your phone in the car. Or even don't take it with you. And I know what you're saying. You're like, but but what if the kids need me? That was my uh, ex-wife's thing. What if the kids need me? Guess what? The kids never needed her. They never called. There was never, nobody caught on fire. Nobody needed emergency room. No, we had, and, and me, I was like, well, I was running a web hosting company. And I was like, well, what if somebody's website goes down? Well, what am I going to do anyway? I'm in the middle of a Longhorn Steakhouse. And guess what? Nobody's website ever went down. But because we had our phones, we weren't looking at each other. We were looking at our phones. And we went to put our phones down. Hey, our eyes actually gazed at each other. And we actually remembered that we liked each other. And it was a good date night. Mm. So keep that in mind. Two other quick tips. Uh, Guys, gentlemen, again, speaking in generalities, when you're speaking with your spouse, with your partner, whatever you want to term you want to use there, and she is of a female persuasion, in many cases, she's not looking for you to fix it. So when she says, I had to deal with Brenda at work today and oh my, you know, and you're like, oh, maybe honey, maybe you should talk to your manager and say, no, don't try to fix it. Just listen. I know it sounds, uh, sometimes we're a little more logical and you're like, what? I don't have to, no, just listen. And ladies, when he wants to do his thing, he wants to go play Xbox or whatever it is, just let him do his thing. Because when you don't nag him about it, then he thinks you're cool and he'll actually want to spend more time with you. All right. So let's get out of the marriage. This is a podcast about podcasting after all, Dave. Couple quick things here. We like to think, you know what I'll do? I'll fix this. I'm running for time. I got to get this recorded. I'll just go through McDonald's, Wendy's, Taco Bell. I'll get some fast food. I moved when I moved back from Cleveland. I'm down in Akron. I moved by the mall because I thought that would be cool, which is funny because now the mall, and I'm not making this up, is half empty. It will be very interesting to see if the mall makes it through the end of 2019. But I am two traffic lights away from Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King, and Taco Bell. And I'm here to tell you, by the time I get in my car, drive up the street, go through two traffic lights, go to, let's say, McDonald's, wait in the line, wait to get my food, drive home, go through the two traffic lights on the way home. The fast food is not that fast. In fact, you could actually take something and cook it at home that's healthier and cheaper and better for you in less time. What I actually do is I cook a ton of food on Sunday. Then this, again, may be something you get the whole family involved with. And then I eat leftovers all week. I I make up literally like a whole bucket of, uh, I love chicken thighs. So I eat chicken thighs for lunch. I eat chicken thighs uh, sometimes for dinner. And then I have vegetables and things like that. I cook a whole bunch of food so that I actually have fast food. I can throw a chicken thigh in the microwave for a minute and I'm good to go. And it's better for me. So keep that in mind. Fast food is not always fast and we know it's not good for you. Another thing that I do, how do you get focused? I use a tool called Evernote. It's free. You can use OneNote if you're more of a Microsoft person. I love Evernote. It integrates with everything. In this way, when it's time for me to be in the Dave cave and I've only got three hours to get stuff done, I don't sit down and go, wait, what was I, what were the the notes I had for the, what you call it? It's in my Evernote. The other thing this does is your brain can only handle so much stuff. 
And when you try to remember 80 million things, it's kind of like using up all the RAM in your computer. It starts to slow down and bog down and it's not as good. If you write things down, you don't have to remember them now because you wrote them down. And now when you're focused on that one thing, you've got the entire brain power to do that. So I, I love Evernote, OneNote, whatever you want to use, Google Docs, something like that. Take all these things you're trying to remember and put them there. So that way, when you get in front of your computer, you're good to go. The other thing I do, I love a thing called Todoist. There are tons of to-do lists out there, but you got to use them. In fact, that's one of my biggest red flags because now when I get up, I look at Todoist. You can use it on your computer, on your phone, on your iPad. It's a website. It's free. There is a paid version if you want it, but the free version is great. And I use my phone for my alarm clock. I think a lot of us do this now. And it took me a little while to get out of this habit. I do not read my email the minute I get up because that gets me focused. It gets me thinking I got to go put out fires. And instead, I now fire up Todoist and go, okay, what is on my list of things I have to do today? Because by focusing on one thing, what's the one thing I got to get done today? And then I work on the second thing. And then I'll go check my email. And you know what? The kids aren't on fire and nobody's website is down. And nobody, you know, I rarely do you get an email. Now, of course, there's always exceptions to the rules, but I'm just saying get focused. Some people, I do this, do a little, whatever you want to call it, meditation. I spend a little time with my invisible sky buddy. It gets me kind of prepped mentally to go through the day. Uh, whatever you're going to do, if you're going to uh, meditate or, you know, get some energy going, whatever you do, you might want to do that in the morning too. But sometimes we get right to that email and it pulls us in all sorts of directions that all of a sudden at two 30, we're like, wait, what was I supposed to do today? And you're like, Oh, and you open up your to-do list. You're like, yeah, I was supposed to call my mom. Oops. Sorry, mom. And realize that for me, when you can recognize red flags, cause you can't get a ton done when you have six number one priorities. Those are the things that you need to have a continuous podcast. Because if you don't have your attitude, right? If you think about it, the attitude is, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. That is the gas that goes in your tank. Your body, your health is your tank. So no attitude, no fuel. No health, no tank. And no support, well then it basically takes and puts so much strain on your attitude and your health that you're just going to quit. So those are the three things that every podcaster needs. It has nothing to do with downloads, microphones, or hosting. I hope you take this to heart. When I go to these different conferences, when I get into different conversations with people, because I think we already have something in common via podcasting, we often swim, shall we say, in the deep end of the pool when it comes to conversations. And I hear these things that uh, I thought I needed to address. So this is the 2018 version of the three things that every podcaster needs. And I hope you find it entertaining, but I hope you also take it to heart. In the future, I'll be having an interview with Kathy Heller, who 
is making a living in the music business and how a lot of what she's doing can really apply to podcasting, as well as I'll be telling you the story of Tim Page, who is actually making a living doing what he loves and his biggest tips on how to transition from your day job to doing full-time entrepreneurship. Don't forget, if you go out to schoolofpodcasting.com, you can use the coupon code LISTENER on either a monthly or yearly subscription. And if you're really ready to jump into the pool and you want me to work side-by-side side with you, go over and apply at schoolofpodcasting.com slash podcast launch. I want to get that off the ground ASAP so we can get you launched by the first of the year. Thanks so much for listening. Until next week, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. other thing you can do to get some sleep is oh that's got to go the other thing you can do to get some sleep is get some sleep that's right